Hey guys, it's Phil here. Just wanted to let you know about our Patreon premiere deal going on. Make sure to go check that out. Our next episode will be coming out soon. Jeremy and I are going to talk about the Utilidors and be on the lookout for a special giveaway for our first 20 patrons. So make sure to go check out our Patreon and hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. happy with us because we have gary here with us joining us from all the way overseas in the uk gary welcome hi guys how are you doing oh just fantastic yeah yeah did you have a good week gary leading up to this episode yeah pretty good thanks yeah how about you guys yeah it's been been busy busy yeah 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 so are you are you in university uh, not anymore. No, I was. No. Um, I finished in uh, graduated in twenty nineteen. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. What did you graduate with? A uh, bachelor's degree in prop making. A little bit of a different one. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. That is interesting. Yeah. I I don't have a great grasp on how like the UK university works versus our like American education. So I know that it's there's less things to choose from right and so um it's more narrow is that right um as in like what kind of degree it is or right 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 so like... i feel like yeah the main things of when people go to you know he obviously goes from like a bachelor's to a master's i believe i'm not entirely sure myself but yeah if that's where you're heading with that yeah yeah that's cool so do you have a like a, a... A career in mind um yeah well, i've kind of started uh, straight away i've been working in uh worked on tv and film um oh wow quite a bit last year during everything that was happening i was actually working uh, on the latest jurassic world movie mm. that's wow. pretty cool that's really cool yeah. mm. so what... that was an interesting one yeah yeah what did you what did you think of the props on Haunted Mansion? Were they were they up to your standards, or were <laughs> like those could be a little better? Um, <laughs> I mean, we didn't get too too close to things. They upkeep things really, really well. Um, there was times, obviously, when we had to do walkthroughs after close, um, even though it was in. Uh, maintenance lighting so it's lit up more than it usually would be mm-hmm. um we don't get to like climb into the scenes and things it's kind of walk through the track uh but no it it, it honestly was it looks really good even in like well lighting mm-hmm. so yeah they do keep it really well so for those listening that um i guess we haven't said it yet uh, do you want to quickly just like tell <laughs> what your role was and when you were doing your program? Sure. So um, I guess I could head back to the start. Mm-hmm. Um, my first introduction to working at the, with a Disney company was in 2011. I took part in the Disney's cultural representative program. So I was working in the UK pavilion. 
and was working at the Rosen Crown in food and beverage. Um, okay. Then a long time went by since then. And then when I went, finally got back to university um, a little bit later on uh, and I could apply for the college program. So I applied and in 2018, I managed to get back working for Walt Disney World. And as you've probably gathered, that's when I managed to yeah. get uh, placed on the Haunted Mansion. Uh, so I worked there for the summer of 2018 and then the summer of 20, 2019, I did my second college program. Um, and then I was working as a park reader at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Oh, interesting. Wait, what a, was the last role? A park reader at Hollywood Studios. Park reader. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So did you, did you enjoy the, uh, before we get into the Haunted Mansion, did you enjoy the park reader uh, getting to meet, greet everyone as they are? excited to start their day oh yeah it it's completely different to how i imagined it because i was like oh, okay cool it's a nice chilled out role we get to chat to people on the way in not really no <laughs> um, it's a very very like you've got to be in your toes for people trying to especially now there's no turnstiles mm -hmm. people like trying to sneak through or scanning oh, their really? band turning blue and then them mm. just walking off without realizing so you've kind of it's kind of more safety critical than actually working on the attraction was in my mind at least anyway because you've got to keep an eye on everything yeah Dang. that's crazy mm. so, yeah i i feel like people think it's just like oh hi welcome to the park and you're mm. just standing there but like it's kind of you're the yeah. first line of people that has to in ensure safety mm-hmm that's what they told us there was like obviously there's security before you get to us but we're like the second line of security mm -hmm. just to make okay. sure that people aren't bringing in anything that shouldn't be like alcohol or any crazy things or whatever. Um, but also, yeah, just securing the park, make sure people don't just wander in without tickets. So <laughs> sure. what, um, how often would you have to stop people that they're, they didn't really actually have tickets or like their bands would turn the, turn it blue or, and whatnot honestly more often than you think like throughout a day <laughs> really throughout one shift it was multiple multiple times um obviously people having that with if they have certain tickets say they have a, a one day one park for instance and they've already been to one park and they came to us and it was like sorry you can add another day but you have to go over to guest <laughs> relations or oh, uh, or people that have end, had dang. so many days and the last day was yesterday they didn't realize oh no or just, was it like other people like, that awkward um i wouldn't say so much awkward but just you felt bad mm -hmm. for saying sure sorry you can't come in you don't have a ticket even if they did because sometimes people came scan their magic bands it flashed blue on our little uh, like iPhone, what they gave us, it mm. wouldn't tell us exactly what the issue was. So we had to get someone from Guest Relations. And it, it could have just been the fact that they didn't link their tickets to their Magic Band. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't come showing up. Um, sometimes it's a simple fix at that. But obviously, they knew they had tickets. So they're like, right. they start getting a bit aggravated and things. So right. just, yeah, not so much awkward, but just like, okay, we, we, we've got it sorted, but we just need to figure <laughs> yeah. it out. <laughs> I can, I can imagine. I can imagine that being pretty rough. Like, especially especially if it's like a family that doesn't realize that they don't have any more tickets and they're just expecting to have a day at the parks and they're like, 
Yeah. Uh, or if it's like a cast member that isn't good at putting their foot down and like standing their ground, that could be a little tough mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So transitioning into the um, Rosen Crown pub. So mm-hmm. how similar is that pub to like a typical pub that you would find in like a downtown area near like where you live? Um, so for like a, a, a local area, you, it's, it's not very much like anything no. <laughs> over here to be completely honest with you it's very much that stereotypical, uh, kind of mm. theming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you will go to some places, like if you go into central London or to hotspots around the UK that will have that similar kind of theming, but it's more of a very touristy areas. So again, it's aimed at guests coming over visiting yeah and experiencing that kind of side the things but saying that it is on along the right right tracks you get classic pubs over here that haven't updated or modernized in years yeah Uh, so it is kind of like that not as extreme as that but it is along those kind of lines yeah so you can definitely see uh, how it how it fits in uh to classic style pubs over here but mm-hmm. most pubs are like a bit more modern and things now so i think when we um when we had our british invasion episode on um we were kind of talking about how like i kind of feel like the epcot worlds are almost like an american's like you said american stereotype like what they have in their mind without doing a little bit more research of like yeah. what it would look like it's kind of just like that stereotypical like cookie cutter well and then like if if they were to do it as if they had all the countries look as if the countries look now they'd all look pretty similar yeah um yeah. Because, because all buildings are becoming kind of modernized they're all about look the same so i'd have to imagine like if you had if you took like just an updated new downtown area in america and an updated downtown, like somewhere in the UK, then it'd probably be fairly similar. I would have to imagine. So yeah, I, I mean, they, so they probably go with the old style. But yeah, it's more of the. I guess you've got to like stretch the stereotype a little bit just to make it seem different, like you say. Because if otherwise, it's going to be too close to home to notice. Sure. And like, this isn't doesn't seem very British, or doesn't seem very Mexican, or very whatever um i mean especially with canada as well because that's <laughs> mm, right with the U- u.s and canada that's obviously sister countries so yeah and i've lived in canada for a couple of years as well and they're very oh. very very much alike yeah there we go yeah, I, I want to live <laughs> I in the flag, so bad. Yeah. um so that's, it's so that's a perfect segue are you a mexico or a canada epcot walker which way are we starting oh Definitely Mexico. <laughs> correct. That's <laughs> gotta go. Right. You gotta start at Mexico and work think, your way around. I think if you were to like take a poll, I think it'd be like ninety-five to five percent. But what, what well, I, 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 yeah. I feel like we haven't talked to really. I can't remember anyone that has said they start in Canada. I feel like there might have been one, but um, I think so. So Phil and I are gonna start replacing the um, classic Disney questions at the end, and that might be a, a fun one to do. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about that. Um, so let's get into, you know what? Let's take a quick break. Then when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about Haunted Mansion, 
your life at Disney, and then those classic Disney questions. So don't go anywhere. Hey, listeners, if you guys are a fan of Cast Conversations and want to support our show, feel free to go uh, check out our merch store at storefrontier.com slash castconversations. We have normal merch and after hours merch, which is uh, very cool, designed by your very own Jeremy Eason. Uh, so feel free to go check that out. All right, we are back. So just doing a hard transition now just into uh, Haunted Mansion. So do you want to just been a while since we've had a haunted mansion cast member on here so uh do you want to take us through a day in the life what you did each of your any, roles on the ride that type any of stuff superstitions yeah, yeah. that cast members do uh <laughs> sure um well most of the time that i was working there because i was only there for the summer and there's like a college program cast member they like to put us on closing shifts so didn't really get to do many openings mm. a couple but not too many um but there's so many different, I think I tallied up once before. I think there's about 18 different positions wow. that you could be on, on that attraction. Dang. And that's from, that starts from like end of line greeter to um, wheelchair outside to greeter to fast pass entrance to uh, um, merge point mm-hmm. and then only inside positions like the, well, the main entrance doors and two stretch rooms, and the wheelchair gotcha. inside. Yeah. <laughs> so All many different positions <laughs> that, yeah, and we would just go on a rotation, and there's usually two different rotations. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you was on one rotation for the day, you'd just do that set position of seven or eight different things. Mm, okay. And again, with the other rotation as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, so... Oh, I was I was going to ask um, which which one did you do most often, and which one was your favorite? I don't think there's any that I did most often because equal amount. Again, with it being on, yeah, with it being on a rotation, we kind of just moved, got moved around every. I think it was about every forty minutes, forty five mm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but for me, my favorite was um, working in stretch rooms, definitely. Yeah. you got to you got to have some fun in there and uh, if you had the right crowd you, you could definitely uh, play against <laughs> them and make it a bit more spooky. I, I feel like uh i feel like with a british accent in america you can almost sound more spooky too like <laughs> like I, I don't i feel like in a lot of uh scary movies the there will just be someone with a british accent just to add the little we're just, a little we're scared because it sounds smarter than us. So like, <laughs> we don't know what to do. No, I, I I totally get that because even when I was out there, I, I'm from like Northern England, uh, mm-hmm. well, a bit more North Midlands area. Um, so my accent's not as stereotypical again yeah. as you would hear on like scary movies or something. So sure. even when I was out there, I was making my voice sound more British. <laughs> Just, just to give that stereotype of yeah. fancy British servant kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a lot of the American cast members also did that as well, which is quite funny. Really? Huh. Did, they, did it hold up? Was it pretty good in, in your opinion? Yeah. Yeah. Like the ones, the ones that would do it, they were uh, the kind that like took the character to the extreme and stayed in character. Mm. Uh, obviously, there was some cast that just like yeah as you get anywhere it's like yeah come on in 
kind of thing. But the ones that took it seriously, they they were they were good. Yeah, I think that's, Come on in. that's one of those roles where you gotta you gotta commit. You just gotta commit to it. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, come on in. That's funny. <laughs> so, I just wonder because, like, with the theming of the ride, um, I'm I'm a non-believer of ghosts. I think Phil. I'm not sure what Phil is. I, I lean both I, ways. I lean both ways. Do you do you have any ghost stories, or did you experience anything that was ghosty? trying to think now i can't say that i've uh, experienced anything like ghost light now <laughs> but um hmm not so much i mean this this backtracing a bit you said about the superstitions um there was one thing that we did on the morning shift okay that was quite nice um and you might have seen it and just thought it was just a prop that was placed there um outside as you're walking out whether the the horse Hearst mm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see like a rose, bu- a rose bush, and each morning one of the cast members would go and snip one of the roses off the rose bush to put onto uh, Master Gracie's gravestone. So you might have seen a rose on Master Gracie's gravestone, and it's not just a prop. It's like if if you get the right cast in, they would actually go and snip a, a rose and put it on the grave day. Hmm. That's crazy. So that's like a little tradition more than a superstition. But I can't say that I've actually seen anything haunted inside of there. So that's interesting. So I yeah. was one of my friends did the backstage tour, and um, they said that the roses are like crossbred, so that you smell it and it smells like something, and then after a couple seconds, it has a different scent. Hmm. Which is I super actually crazy. don't know about that. I know. Yeah. So not heard of that one. I don't remember exactly like what the crossbreeding is, but I was like, wow, that's like, <laughs> and they, the roses are in such a spot to where like, you can't just reach over and smell it. Like you would have to be able to do it on the tour. Um, yeah. Right. So that's, I don't know. That's just so interesting. That's, that's even, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> and um, what was your bat's name? Well, with us, uh, well, with the male cast members, we right, never actually had right, bats. Right. Mm. That was for the maids of the mansion. I, I mean, that. we did get to make a, a little cardboard bat to put on the wall before we left, but that never, never really oh, had a that's name. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting. Uh, so, did you? Uh... Or how often did you have to deal with the ride breaking down and or like stopping? Was it was honestly, it usually once a shift or no? Honestly, not not very often. Everyone really? thinks that ride breaks down so much. <laughs> it really doesn't. The really? the main reason why people think it breaks down is for one, if um if any disabled guests are coming and they have to do a wheelchair transfer, we will have mm-hmm. to slow the ride or bring it to a stop. And a lot of guests are in wheelchairs. So if you're on the on attraction and it does stop for like a minute or two, it's probably just the wheelchair guests getting on or off the attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, obviously the, the attractions have got pressure sensors in the floor. So if somebody drops a water bottle out of the dune buggy or something like that, you okay. stop the ride straight away. Wow. And at that point, we have to like lock ourselves out so that the attraction can't move before heading inside the ride 
to see what the issue was because mm. it like pinpoints which pressure mat was uh, activated. So we mm. go to that area and check it out. And usually it's just somebody dropping something out of a doom buggy, but that could take mm. quite a few minutes, like four or five minutes. So then people are like, oh, it's broken down again, but it's just the fact that somebody's dropped something, a wheelchair user's getting in and out, out. If the attraction has actually broken or something's gone wrong that it needs to stop, it'll either be a very, very long stop. I've heard of people being in the Doombug for like half an hour mm. or the attraction will just go down completely, dump the queue wow. and just have a cast member stood at the front saying... Unfortunately, it's not open at the moment. So, it's, so yeah, you, it's a very, very like misconception. Do you like ride everyone off them. or do they walk off at that point? Um, it depends. If the ride's at a stage, a stage that it can't move, we would have to evac and walk them off. Um, there are cases that uh, we could just ride it through, like it would be faster to ride through people through mm -hmm. to evac it for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, it's not very often. I think the, I was there for two and a half months over the summer and I only experienced it once to hmm. evac the entire ride. Wow. That's, That's not bad. Good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause I was, I was under the misconception that every time you had a stoppage, it was like, Oh, rides down. Cause I feel like every <laughs> time I ride haunted mansion, every single time I at least stopped once. <clears throat> But yeah, yeah, that's I kind of you kind of forget how many people are in wheelchairs or the um, what are those called? Oh, yeah. CVs. So mm -hmm. um, another thing that would cause it to stop um, as well, I've learned loading the guests. Mm -hmm. If obviously there's children on their own and if they don't speak English, we have to kind of make sure there's an adult with them. Mm -hmm. If it was under the age of eight, I believe it was. So we have to make sure that the switch around. If they don't speak English, they don't get it. So before they actually leave the loading dock, we have to make mm -hmm. sure they're switched. If there's not enough time, we have to slow the track or stop it. Mm. Like by us. And then we have to give the, get the whole restart going um, and things. Or if there's somebody, um, like we have a larger guest that doesn't fit in, we do have the wheelchair um, doom buggy the bar that comes down is a, it's a little bit more stretched out to give the wheelchair user space to climb inside. So usually we'd ask them to hang around to try that one as well. And it could be just that, that the bar wouldn't come down to lock in position. So before they leave, we, it has to be locked. Mm -hmm. So at that point we'd stop and then obviously get them to try a different uh, doom buggy. So it could just be reasons as that as well. So there's many, many reasons, but if it is definitely stopped and broken for whatever reason, You'll know about it because the ride will be down <laughs> completely. <laughs> so I I have to imagine that working the the loading area where you're actually getting people on the dune buggies, uh, doom doom buggies. Um, mm -hmm. Does it ever get annoying having to just like walk with the track that is constantly going against you? So you're just endlessly walking. Um, I never found it annoying. No. Um, after a while, especially when I was working closers and we had the uh, like after after hours party or extra magic hours and we'd only have one stretch room running so rather than alternating between stretch rooms we'd have one empty and one with a few guests in it okay. so while them guests have gone you have nobody so you just so i had to step off of the 
moving walkway for a minute just to get a little bit of rest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But other than that, no, it was, I, I found it fine at least anyway. That's good. <laughs> um, so I guess we can go ahead and just transition into our classic Disney uh, questions. So mm -hmm. Phil, if you want to go ahead and get us started. Yeah. So what is your favorite Disney Disney movie? Favorite Disney movie for me. I want to go ahead and say Aladdin. Mm. Mm. Okay. That we're talking the original. Oh yes, yeah. yeah <laughs> the, the new, the new, the new one's good. It was a lot better than I expected it to be, to be completely honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the original definitely. Okay. Then your favorite Disney character. See, this is a difficult one because I just get so many running through my head. But um, okay, I'll go with the one that I put on my name tag when I worked at the Disney store as well. It <laughs> might get a lot of hate because it's one of those characters that some people <laughs> don't like. Uh, but Figment. Oh, okay. 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 I, I know. I feel like that's a fairly common one. I mean, Disney sells a lot of merchandise for Figment. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I mean, people must like it. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, people hate the attraction, but that's the attraction. It's the, mm -hmm. the character's great. I mean, if they brought the, the old cool. imagination back. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I need to see the old... Uh... Oh, the old sorry, what? No. no, the old what? The old... I want to see the old attraction as opposed to the new one. Yeah, because I didn't it used to be like really long or a, a decent amount longer than yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I believe it used to be so much longer than what it is actually now. Because I, I think it used to go, like go through all five senses and like yeah. But anyways, um, so now your favorite Disney soundtrack? Ooh, like movie soundtrack or just? It could be anything. Yeah, any any yeah, any, any right. Disney soundtrack. Um, Like, because I listen to a lot of park things more than I do movie things. Okay. Okay, we'll um, take that. Yeah. So, obviously, The Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. I listen mm. to that ride through. But I've been listening to the Pirates, like, soundtrack and ride throughs mm -hmm. and things a lot recently. Interesting. As okay. well, so. I, yeah, I, Bill and I like it, the Pirates. I found, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean, like, Curse of the Black Pearl soundtrack is actually, I like it for uh studying like, I, I like to study to it yeah it's quite intense so it kind of gets you in the zone <laughs> yeah i gotta get in the zone today i got a lot of stuff to do um <laughs> your favorite disney uh resort Ooh. okay um i've not stayed in too many resorts um one that i love to stay in is uh animal kingdom lodge Mm, okay um again i can't give it on that from ones that i have stayed in um probably be uh port orleans riverside is really really nice mm -hmm. we managed to stay there in the last program and that was nice i stayed in french quarter as well um nice. it just seems riverside seems this is more chilled and relaxed kind of atmosphere yeah, so it's that makes quite sense. nice. Mm -hmm. And then and our then, um, final. Before you do the last question, 
or, yeah, before you do the last one, I found that the original Journey into Imagination from 1991 was 10 minutes long. Oh, 10 wow. Minutes? So, 10 minute ride. Huh. Yeah, so, so it was, it was a little go. bit longer. Uh, Quite a bit. <laughs> so, and then your favorite Disney ride queue. Ooh. First one that just popped to mind was um, the original test track. Mm. The original test track. I got to experience that. But yeah. that was really cool. Heading through and seeing how everything's um, like all the safety features are made and seeing the tests yeah. that are done on the cars. That was really, really cool. That's that's never been brought up. I, I like that, though, because I do remember that because, yeah, they'd have the TV screens showing like all the safety the features. How like mm-hmm. we've compared and contrasted the original and the new one, and I think we came to the consensus that the new the old one was better for looking at things, but the new one's better for interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, I mean, nothing will ever beat the original test track in my mind. <laughs> the, the new one is just yeah, not but not that great. Yeah, I, no. the only thing I said I like about the new one is like. So the design designing of your car, but then I told Jeremy, I was like, I, I like to do the thing where you drive your car you made after after the yeah, ride. Yeah, and the little you courses. Know, Phil, yeah. Phil, it's just Phil and then a bunch of other nine-year-olds. <laughs> Me and a bunch there. of like, yep, <laughs> low, low kids. Well, I, It's fine, we'll honest, do it. I don't even care to ride the new one. Like, I think it's good, mm-hmm. but like, there's other things I'd rather do. Like, I would rather ride the original test track. Oh yeah, definitely a hundred times over. Yeah, because I thought the room where they like they like gas the car and they heat the car up. Like, yeah, I, I was gonna was say cool. I missed the heating in the cold or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I feel cool. like those are so many physical elements to the original one, and now it's just lights and mm-hmm. screen and, or two. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like a it's, Tron. There's nothing to actually almost. look at. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I mean, I guess we can we can just wrap it there. So. Um, right. Gary, this is awesome having you on. Thank you so much for making it work. No us. problem. Thank yeah, you for having me. Guys. Been, been a while since we've had uh, someone from the UK on. So yeah, no, it's, no, it's exciting again. Well, it's it's what four o'clock for you right now? Um, yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, perfect. Well, <laughs> dinner is approaching, so we hope that you have a good rest <laughs> of your evening. Eat something good. Thank you. Um, we wish we could join you for dinner. I'm already hungry. <laughs> Uh, it's breakfast for me now. So breakfast here. Well, you can uh, go ahead and get something. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Duncan. I just preloaded uh, some money in my card, and um, you know what I found? I saw a TikTok the other day where apparently Duncan is the last coffee in line to get their coffee beans because like the companies get their pick at which coffee beans they want. Starbucks gets the first pick, and <laughs> of all of the co- the coffees, Duncan gets the last pick. So if you notice oh, wow. that Duncan's coffee is super inconsistent, it's because they get like the the crap beans, like they just get the scraps basically. <clears throat> yeah. So that's yeah, that's interesting. I'm on my way to get some scrap juice. Do so. you, <laughs> do, Gary? Do, one quick question: Do you guys have like, mm-hmm. uh, do you guys have tea places like we have coffee places here, or no? Is that not a thing? Not so much, really. No, we mostly have like coffee shops and things okay and you can probably get tea like at the coffee shops i guess oh yeah yeah, you can get tea there like i think we have one dunkin donuts in london there's not like a big brand but uh Mm -hmm. tim horton's the canadian coffee chain just started Mm. 
like popping up all over the UK yeah. now as well. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Hortons has good donuts apparently. Oh yeah, that's so good. <laughs> um yeah, that's well we won't we won't keep you all listening here any longer. So um no to our listeners, thank you for listening and we will be back on Tuesday. So don't go or wait, you should go somewhere because the episode's over. Alright. <laughs> bye everyone. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.